You know what they say, there's a time and place for everything. And it's about time I place my foot in your ass if you don't take the time to place a message on our voicemail line. Oh, we love hearing from our listeners. (laughs) See how I did that? The Jeep Talk Show is the official Jeep podcast of Mr. Vanderquack. Keep listening for weekly updates about Mr. Vanderquack and his mission to help the children at St. Jude. Go to MrVanderquack.com. That's MRVanderquack.com. You're listening to a 4x4 Radio Network Podcast. Next entire USA, we got you. Find out more about the tires that are on the 2021 Jeep Talk Show Gladiator and other Jeep Talk Show rigs at the next entire Rodian MTX, the only tire on Jeep Talk Show rigs. Find out more information about that tire at nextentireusa.com. Are you ready? It's the Jeep Talk Show. With Wimby, there will be body damage. Chuck. I like making people laugh. That's it's good for my soul. Josh. Yeah, I don't think so. And I think that's a huge deal. So sit back, strap in, and brace yourself. Ah, yes, uh, I am uh, so happy with uh, Chris going out to the Toledo Jeep Fest uh, this uh, this past weekend, Saturday. And uh, wow, it was just really exciting being represented out there uh, by uh, by Chris, uh, the the Jeep Talk Show being represented out there uh, at the Toledo Jeep Fest. And big, big thanks to Toledo Jeep Fest for making us a part of uh, this year's uh, event. And uh, hopefully we'll be uh, involved with it uh, many more times. And and perhaps uh, actually uh, one of the hosts or or more will be there uh, an upcoming uh, Toledo Jeep Fest. I'd love to go. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to trying to get out there next year, for sure. So the JTS team is here to inform and entertain you about Jeeps. If you're new to the Jeep world or thinking about jumping in and getting your feet dirty, you're in the right place. Whether you're interested in having a unique off-road vehicle ready to hit the trails or that daily driver that's also a weekend warrior, this show's for you. Find out more information about the show at jeeptalkshow.com. How we doing, Jeeper? I'm Josh, and on this episode of the Jeep Talk Show, I've got details of a new recall of a familiar Jeep that you may have parked in your driveway. And speaking of familiar Jeeps, I've got a story involving a celebrity Jeep coming to a new movie. And later, if you've ever been faced with a Jeep that won't start, well, I've got the solution in our Tech Talk segment. Well, howdy, it's Wendy, and don't forget to check out my Newbie Nugget segment on Friday's episodes. You know what? I talk about all kinds of topics for the newest of Jeepers. I haven't said it in a while, Wendy, and I'm, I'm sure I'm not telling, uh, saying anything that anybody that has listened to your segments uh, before doesn't already know, but uh, I just really enjoy uh, your segments. They're very well uh, thought out, and uh, it, it, they're very helpful, um, and uh, occasionally they're, uh, they're funny, you know, like <laughs> when Bill does something. <laughs> yes, of course. I can't wait for him to do more things so I can make him funny again. <laughs> he's on guard now. Oh, yeah. He's like, I have to be good now. <laughs> Hey, I'm Tony, and I want to thank you, Jeeper. We've seen an increase in downloads thanks to you. Woohoo! Using the hashtag Jeep Talk Show and hashtag giveaways and everything else you're doing, 1,000 downloads a day is our new normal. In fact, it's been between 1,000 and 2,000 downloads a day. We here at the Jeep Talk Show thank you for being a listener and helping get the word out. You need to ring the bell, Tony. That's awesome. Those are rookie numbers. You got to get those numbers up. Oh, I've, from day one, not having any idea what the hell I'm, what I should expect from podcast. I've been uh, thinking it should be ten thousand downloads uh, yeah, per episode, not a day, 
but per episode. So be. Yeah, you know, you just got to work through it. I, I'm quickly learning that doing a good podcast is half or maybe 25% of the work that you have to put in to be successful. Oh, yeah. It's, it's sad. <laughs> but, you know, doing the show is the most fun part. So Yes. It's all the other stuff that, uh, well, anyway. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a lot of work. And we, but we appreciate you, the listeners that we have. You're very important to us. If we didn't have you... We would have quit a long, long time ago because without you, there's yep. no reason to do this. I mean, That's we right. can we can bullshit on uh, on Skype or Zoom between ourselves without involving anybody else. <laughs> Local Jeep news, national Jeep news, and news from around the world. It's this week in Jeep. Like I've said before, what you do on the webcam with nobody else is none of my business. <laughs> <laughs> A Jeep is recalling certain 2022 Grand Cherokees and a significant portion of the 2021 to 2022 Grand Cherokee L's. What is it for this time? Because by now you may be thinking that it seems like we're hearing about a recall on the Grand Cherokee or its longer brother, the L version, on a monthly basis. You're not far off, actually. For being one of the most awarded SUVs of all time, Jeep has surely had a hard time with the rollout of its new generation Grands. The recall of the month, as I'm going to put it for the aforementioned Jeeps, is because of a taillight side marker assembly that may be damaged and may not illuminate when they should. Because of this, these vehicles fail to comply with the requirements of Federal Motor Vehicle Safety Standards, or FMVSS number 108, Lamp Reflective Devices and Associated Equipment. A taillight side marker that does not illuminate when it's supposed to can reduce vehicle visibility to other drivers, increasing the risk of a crash, which could kill you. The federal standards are U.S. federal regulations specifying design, construction, performance, and durability requirements for motor vehicles. Basically, if you want to build or sell vehicles here in the U.S., then they need to conform or at least comply with these standards. So, because of a manufacturing or damaged somehow brake light, Jeep is once again recalling certain 2022 Grand Cherokees and pretty much all of the 2021 through 2022 Grand Cherokee L's. Dealers will inspect and replace both body-mounted taillight assemblies as necessary, free of charge, of course. Owner notification letters are expected to be mailed out Friday, September 16th, 2022. But in the meantime, if you want to see if your Jeep is affected by this recall, you can check your VIN at the NHTSA website for recalls, which we'll have the link to in the show notes for this episode at jeeptalkshow.com. So one question I have, which I've had all the time on these recalls, yeah. If we're if we're airing this on the what twelfth of no not the twelfth what is it what is our date today I can't remember anyway it we're is in August Monday yes um, I'll tell you here in a Monday second. Monday August fifteenth is when Thank this you. show is going to be yeah a, so airing. a month later they're going to send out the letters yeah see there's there's a lot of stuff what? that kind of goes on with these recalls that seems like the wheels turn a little bit slow and yeah. to be honest that's because this is a government agency and when mm-hmm. government is involved things never move fast so yeah i know there you go <laughs> but think, if, about, if you're, think about the lines at the dmv you know well, i never get that move so <laughs> i'm so happy that we have listeners who are paying attention get the news a month early they can get it fixed quicker right or yeah not and, have to and wait that's for the actually, letter well, no, I'm gr- I'm glad you you mentioned that because I mean likely you're still going to need the letter um, because the dealer is going to need that. There's going to be something in that the dealer the dealer needs to see um, that sort of stuff. You can likely set up an appointment with your dealer uh, ahead of time so that way you can sort of get in on the repairs uh, early, maybe even first, 
uh, you know, because you're hearing this information a lot sooner than through snail mail, uh, mm -hmm. if you will. So, yeah, there, there's definitely an advantage to this aspect of it. Um, and, and the time that, you know, it takes for these rollouts to happen, you know, there will be news and things like that, that, you know, word through the grapevine might happen that there's a recall happening and, and some people might get notified. And, and that's what this, you know, website, uh, is for is so that you can look this information up, see what's going on with your vehicle and all that, which, I mean, if you bought a new vehicle, um, or even have a vehicle that's less than five years old, it might be a good idea, idea to at least on a yearly basis, head over to the recall website and find out if there's anything going on with your vehicle uh, because sometimes things happen years down the road and recalls are are made. So uh, it's a good website to have uh, have bookmarked nonetheless. Uh, but if you have a Jeep, uh, certainly a Grand Cherokee or Grand Cherokee L, uh, it would be worth heading over there now to see if you're affected. Well, a familiar Jeep is going to be returning to the big screen here pretty soon. And at the risk of sounding like I've gone full movie geek here, I'm going to preface this by this story by saying its content came from multiple sources and that I am in no way any kind of fanboy. That being said, I do nudge and point to the screen anytime I see a Jeep of any kind in a movie or a commercial. They're used more often than you'd think, actually. And a movie franchise that you may be familiar with, at least in some sense, is Teen Wolf. I remember that one? The franchise has seen plenty of action since its inception in the 80s with Michael J. Fox's lovely furry character. Fast forward a couple few decades, and a series based on the comedic movies of the 80s arose and had a fair amount of success from 2011 to 2017. This uh, uh, this series, if you will, the, uh, the Teen Wolf series, was a darker, more brooding MTV drama, go figure, that starred a, a one Tyler Posey as a Scott McCall, the main character, who got bitten by a werewolf, which gave him the extraordinary abilities, allowing him to become the protector of his little town of Beacon Hill. So by this point, you may be wondering if you've mistakenly uh, downloaded an episode of TMZ with all this actor and movie talk. <laughs> Where's the Jeep? <laughs> I'm getting there. <laughs> Paramount Plus, another streaming service, is rebooting Teen Wolf for an all-new movie that either has or will soon be released. Now, going back to the older Teen Wolf series, on MTV, there was a character named Styles Stalinsky, who was portrayed by an actor named Dylan O'Brien in the MTV drama. Now, while Paramount Plus is bringing back multiple characters for the new reboot, O'Brien is the only actor from the original cast who is not coming back for the Paramount Plus film. However, even if Styles isn't appearing in Teen Wolf, the movie, an iconic vehicle belonging to O'Brien's character, will be showing up. In an interview, interview with MTV News, Davis addressed Styles' Jeep appearing in the latest trailer for the movie during, a, uh, during the San Diego Comic-Con. Davis confirmed that Paramount approached him, uh, asking to borrow the Jeep for production. O'Brien had gotten the Jeep when Teen Wolf Season 6 wrapped up production, but he was only allowed to take possession of the Jeep if he promised that they, Paramount, would be allowed to borrow it should the time ever come. And it looks like the time has come. For longtime viewers of the MTV Teen Wolf series, Style Stalinsky's Jeep, a 1980 Robin's Egg Blue CJ5, was a hilarious but instrumental part of its character of his character's journey uh, since the start of that whole series. Even when O'Brien was missing for most of Teen Wolf season six, Styles' Jeep served as a role as it helped Scott and the other uh, other actors remember him during the Ghost Rider storyline. Something I have no idea about, honestly. <laughs> a running gag about the Jeep was how it managed to still stand after everything it had gone through in Teen Wolf's whole run. Even in the Teen Wolf series' finale, Styles' Jeep was still running. Although the actor won't be in this new film, his Jeep, a character unto itself, appearing in dozens and dozens of episodes across all six season spans of this show, will once again find itself in the spotlight. 
well, so to speak. Okay, so maybe that was a bit too much Hollywood news for just a Jeep story, but what can you do? I'm not sure I have words. I'm sorry. I'm like, what are we talking about? No, I think it's exciting that this Jeep gets to get back into the series again. That's pretty cool. I I just like how, I mean, even an old Jeep. I mean, you you think Mm -hmm. about, you know, TV series and stuff like that. They're always trying to go for product placement, the newest to the best, you know, all that sort of stuff. Whereas Jeeps, something as insignificant as a 20 or 30 year old, or in this case, uh, you know, a 70 year old vehicle um is is you know being portrayed almost as a character unto itself i mean you look in the series of like walking dead uh, in almost every single episode you saw a jeep of one kind or another mm-hmm. um you go through netflix and like any like every other movie i mean even in some marvel movies jeeps play a role in there you will see a jeep in virtually any and every movie i mean it, it's mind-boggling just how often jeeps appear in movies and especially in, in, in movies of yesteryear. Um, but uh, in recent productions, they, they still show up. You'll still see them on the silver screen. This one just so happens to be an, a very older Jeep that has a prominent role in a newer series. A, I'm using that term loosely here. And now being rebooted into a new movie uh, coming up on a new streaming service. So old Jeep, new movie, new service. There you go. You know, cool. I would predict that <clears throat> right now... We have a listener that is listening to this show because they've always wanted a Jeep. But because pretty much everybody does at some point in their life want a Jeep because it is so different and iconic. It, it, it was, uh, you know, it, what a war. It, it, it moved our troops around, uh, you know, the, to get to the front, to get away from the front, all kinds of things. Well, I guess that would be when the French took it over. Um, but uh, it, don't. Keep yourself from having a Jeep. Thank you for listening to the show to get your Jeep fix. It's time for you to buy a Jeep. No, you don't have to buy a brand new one. There's used ones out there. There's nothing wrong with that. Make it your your second, your third vehicle, but get you a Jeep. There's no reason for you not to be a Jeep owner and experience it firsthand. Uh, Get it. You, You will be really happy you did, especially if you get one that you can just remove the top and the doors and like uh, Chuck likes to say, uh, fold down that front windshield. Well, if you've got a news tip response to any one of our stories, we love hearing the stories, uh, responses you have to our stories. Be sure to let us know what you have to say and you can do it by phone or by email even. Just head over to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact to find out how to reach out and engage with the show. You're listening to a 4x4 Radio Network podcast. You know, I can't tell you uh, how great the 4x4 Radio Network podcasts are. Just a a great lineup of great off-road shows. Uh, Go over to 4x4radionetwork.com and check them all out. And actually subscribe to each one of them so that you don't have to go to that website. They'll automatically pop up in your, uh, your podcast player. Hey, coming up in Tech Talk, what do you do if your Jeep suddenly won't start? Hmm... Why did you become a paid subscriber to the Jeep Talk Show? 
Safety Talk Show has been my weekly rotation. Look forward to it every week, each and every Friday. You can be a paid subscriber and help support the show you love, the Jeep Talk Show. I support a great podcast, been a lifelong Jeeper myself, continue to learn with each and every episode that I listen to. Just go to JeepTalkShow.com and look for the big yellow subscribe button. Absolutely. If you like Jeeps, anything to do with Jeeps, I like it for the, the technical, clear content, uh, advice, and learning. You know, um, and I think it's safe to say this. You guys may not know this. Uh, I know the hosts know this. We are constantly improving the show. It may be behind the scenes. Uh, we recently talked about uh, uh, going with a paid uh, email service so that we could get our newsletter emails out to you and really any email that's sent from uh, the, the JeepTalkShow.com website. Uh, it may not affect you. Uh, it may affect you in the future. It may directly affect you because you haven't been getting the newsletters and you really wanted wanted them. So that's a service that we're paying for. It's worth it because we want to make sure that you find out what's going on in the show when you know about giveaways and everything else. So when you become a paid subscriber, you're helping us to make the show better for you. From the mind of Nikki G. Hey, this is Nikki G, and uh, you guys talked about the AMC Eagle, and I got a funny AMC Eagle story. Uh, when I was just a lad, a buddy of mine had an AMC Eagle, and uh, one of the doors, well, all of the doors were rusted on it, but one was really bad. So we went to the junkyard, and we got a less rusted door, and we were in the process of switching the doors out, and when we pulled the door card off, we found a great big nut like the size you see on the bottom of a ball hitch, about an inch and a quarter. And there's a cardboard tag on it. And it said, how long did it take you to find this rattle? (laughs) So the answer is probably about nine years. And what did we do with that nut? Well, we installed it on the new door because it was obviously factory installed. And we wanted to keep the vehicle all original. (laughs) Well, that's not why I'm calling. I'm calling to ask... If a person suffering from amnesia gets cured, would they remember having no memory? All right, boys and girls, I'll chat you later. You have a good one. Bye. Oh, that's a take off on the zero joke, wasn't it? What's, oh, yeah. (laughs) It's a theme. There's a joke theme running here. Apparently. (laughs) You got tech questions? Ah, what do I ever... We have answers. Oh, that's good. I, I, it's Tech Talk with Jeep Talk. A no-start condition on your Jeep, or really any engine, is usually caused by a lack of fuel, a lack of spark, or a lack of air. And this last one generally falls into engine compression or lack thereof. It's really just those three things. Having the knowledge that, uh, that the cause of the problem lies in just one of these three specific areas will help you figure out what tests you need to do to perform to find out what's causing your Jeep not to start. So in this segment, I'm going to go go over and share some of the most basic insights and tips that will help you narrow down your troubleshooting efforts in your Jeep or somebody else's that doesn't want to start. Before I jump into the specifics of what causes a no-start condition, I want to clarify the difference between two common terms you're going to hear come up as you diagnose the problem on your Jeep. Cranks but does not start condition. In this type of condition, you turn the key and the engine in your Jeep cranks, meaning that the starter is working and the engine turns over but it doesn't start, or run in this case. The usual suspects that can cause this type of problem are usually things like a bad fuel pump, a bad crank sensor, bad ignition coil if your Jeep is distributor equipped, etc. Or worst case scenario, something wrong with the ECU. 
and the other term applies to situations where nothing is going on. If this is the case, you may have a does not crank condition. And this means that the engine is not cranking when you turn the key to start it. In other words, the engine doesn't turn over at all. This is usually due to a bad starter motor, bad battery, bad ignition switch, bad neutral safety switch, or the engine is just plain and simply locked up for any number of reasons. As I mentioned earlier, if your Jeep isn't starting, it is because of its, it, the fact that it's missing one of only three basic things, either air, fuel, or spark. Those three things are required to make an engine run. It's as simple as that. I know, I know. I may be oversimplifying things a little bit, but knowing that only one of these three, three things is, is missing, it will really help out uh, put the problem into perspective. Now, also, knowing this means that when your Jeep doesn't want to start, your diagnostic or troubleshooting efforts are now directed or focused at finding out which one of these three things is missing and not simply asking the next person that comes by for a jump, hoping for the best, or wasting precious time troubleshooting a system that is actually just fine. In all honesty, troubleshooting the problems requires that you check and confirm these three things. So, we're going to just go down the list. Spark. You need to verify that all cylinders are getting spark, verified with a spark tester, which are as little as four bucks on Amazon, or you can get brave, remove a spark plug, hook it back up to the wire, and use a pair of insulated pliers to hold the spark plug near a good source of ground in the engine bay and have somebody crank the engine. You should see a spark if the wire and the plug are both good. If you have coil packs and not spark plug wires, well, this becomes a little bit more difficult and will require the use of a spark plug or ignition tester. A word of warning here, be careful not to grab a spark plug wire with bare hands or uninsulated tools with the engine cranking or running as the current moving through these is enough to hurt you. I mentioned that you can test for spark using an inexpensive inline spark plug or ignition tester, but that's not the only thing that you're actually going to be wanting to test for. The ignition is the system tasked with creating and delivering spark to each of the ignitions of the engine cylinders. Whether it has four, six, or eight, it doesn't matter. Without spark, the engine will crank, but it will not start. In my experience, the most common ignition components to go bad are the coil pack or coil packs, and in the case of older Jeeps, the cap and or rotor. I know, it sounds ridiculous, but you wouldn't believe how often these are overlooked. We can't rule out sensors either. It's like the crankshaft position sensor, knock sensor, uh, throttle position sensor, even the camshaft position sensor. Hell, any sensor in your Jeep, and if you have one built any time in the last several decades, well, then your Jeep has plenty of them, and any one going out or going bad could potentially cause any number of different problems. Now, the camshaft position sensor, if your Jeep is so equipped with one, is the one that's in the bottom of your distributor, if your Jeep has a distributor. And these rarely, very rarely are the problem in a no-start condition, but if you have the time, the tools, and of course the patience, all these components can be tested in a methodical way to find out exactly what has failed, if indeed something has. Now, to do this, you're going to need a multimeter at the very least, and in some cases an oscilloscope, which is not something that you're just going to go find at Harbor Freight or Napa. But for most of the time, a simple resistance or voltage test will suffice when testing sensors. If you've verified that each of the cylinders is getting spark, then it's time to move on to test number two, and that's testing for fuel. You can have all the spark and air in the world, but without any fuel, you can't start an engine. So we need to verify that the fuel pump is creating enough fuel pressure. It's not enough to see or hear that the pump is working. We need to make sure that it's working properly. And to do this, we need a fuel pressure test kit. And uh, these things are easy to get and easy to use, generally requiring only one connection that's easy to get to, and the gauge can be rented or for free uh, from most parts stores or bought for less than 20 bucks. Now, outside of an actual pressure reading, all you can verify is that there is indeed fuel going to where it needs to go, but you won't know if it's at enough pressure. 
the problem we had with guys YJ comes to mind in this case uh, at the last uh, Jeep Talk Show event in Hidden Falls, but I digress. The fuel system is the one responsible for supplying the engine with fuel. Kind of makes sense, right? The component that causes 99% of a no-start with no fuel condition is either the fuel pump or the fuel pump relay. In some cases, it could be the fuel filter itself, but that's also kind of rare. In some cases, the ASD automatic shutdown relay is also the culprit, but this too is just a relay and acts as the same as the fuel pump relay and, and generally is not something that would go out. The fuel pump can be tested using a fuel pressure gauge, as I mentioned earlier, or if you want, you can play a very dangerous game called, hey, what's inside this hose? As your buddy cranks the engine. Either way, <laughs> again, all you're verifying here is presence and not pressure. However, if you've determined that you have spark and plenty of fuel pressure, then there's only one other thing that can be getting in your way, and that's the air, or compression in this case. Now, most likely there's nothing wrong with your intake, and chances are the engine is able to breathe both in and out, meaning that your intake is not plugged and your exhaust is free-flowing without any kinks or clogs in the system. If necessary, you will need to check the engine's overall health with a compression test. This too is an easy test, and the equipment needed can also be rented from parts stores for free or bought for less than 40 bucks, and can be used to test the engine's ability to create pressure inside the combustion chamber. The components that are responsible for drawing in the air and creating that, uh, that compression in the engine that uh, is the engine piston, of course, cylinder head valves, and all the other related components like the timing chain lifters, push rods, camshaft, you know, all that good, good, good rod. Now, although rare, internal engine mechanical problems can and do cause no-start conditions. Things like, oh, I don't know, say the engine being completely blown or seized up. Yeah, that might just cause it not to start. But maybe it's more subtle, like a blown head gasket or busted timing chain. Okay, the list of possible things that can go wrong mechanically with an engine sounds like it could go on forever, and it can get pretty complicated. But honestly, it's very rare to see or to have two different components go bad from two separate systems at the same time. The cool thing is that there is a lot of help out there in the Jeep community and online to help further diagnose mechanical engine problems. I wanted to go into real specific procedures for troubleshooting specific systems, but this is going to go this is going to vary drastically between Jeep models and even between model years in some cases. Not to mention the information is well, pretty dry, especially if you don't own that Jeep, and the procedures can get quite technical, and I'm sure I've already bored you to no end, so at least now you know the very basics, and you'll be better informed the next time you get stuck behind a stalled Jeep on the trail that just won't start. I love that you started with the three basic things. It's so yes. important because your your mind can run away with you, especially if you're uh, off-road, you're away from, uh, you know, your tools or a lot of the tools that you would need or even the test equipment. Um, so if you, if you focus on the basics, then you don't, your mind isn't running away. It's like, okay, mm -hmm. well, let's check the, the air. Let's check right. the fuel. Let's chart, check the spark. And then now from that, you can drill down to the, yeah. to the problem. So, you, uh, it's not oversimplifying it. That's the way you got to do it. You have to simplify what is, what's your goal? What's your mission going to be? Mm -hmm. What I also like, Josh, is that you made it very clear how simple you could either rent these tools for testing or you could actually buy them and they weren't overly expensive. So, you know, it just adds to your collection of tools um, if you like to tinker. But I do like that there was visuals in this. So if you Want to see what he what I'm talking about? Check it out at thejeeptalkshow.com and look for the episode, and you can see the actual things. But I appreciated that; it was very helpful for me to listen to what you're talking about and follow along. So, thank you for that. You know, you mentioned the uh, fuel pressure. 
uh, and uh, it reminded me of the uh, the fuel pump going out in the 2005 uh, TJ, my uh, my daughter's mm-hmm. 2005 TJ. And I have a gauge because I had an issue with the 98 uh, not starting up right away. It would take uh, like two or three starts uh, attempts before it would crank up. And it basically was the fuel pressure coming up to the right pressure. And uh, I, uh, I just very easily bought a, a fuel pressure gauge, screwed it onto the fuel rail of the 4.0 and checked it. And man, it was dropping within a couple of minutes. It was dropping down to like 10 PSI or, or oh, lower. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So whenever it, whenever it started, it was fine at 50 or 60 or whatever the PSI is supposed to be. It's been years ago now. So whenever uh, I couldn't figure out why the, the TJ wouldn't start, it's a 4.0. It's got the fuel rail and everything else. You know what it doesn't have on the fuel rail? The Schrader valve for the testing. Exactly. They removed yeah. that. Oh, no. So I just had to just to, had to guess that it was a fuel issue and spend $379 or whatever it was for a factory uh, fuel, uh, uh, the, the whole thing that drops down into the tank and go through all that. And, you know, got it all installed, put back together and cranked it. And, oh, my God, it starts. <laughs> so uh i don't know how you would go about testing i mean i, I could have done a lookup or something but i don't know how you go go about testing fuel pressure if they don't have a way for you to attach the fuel pressure gauge to, to I, check I, it i i thought it was in it's still on the rail it's just in a different place maybe i'm mistaken i i thought it's slightly different on the tjs than the xjs but uh i would be embarrassed if it was because i mean it worked out but that that would have been right then i would go oh look there's no fuel pressure this is this is what's going to fix it yeah yeah nonetheless though i mean like like i was saying a a lot of these these testing kits and these are the same exact kind of testing kits that if you were to roll up to a mechanic that he would be using to diagnose the same the same thing so i mean you can yeah. have, you know, mechanic level diagnostic equipment for a lot less than what you would think. Now, yeah. you know, big fancy computer code readers and stuff that, you know, can get into subcodes and things like that. That's a little bit different of a story. Um, you know, live data reading, things like that, a little bit different of a story. Uh, but nonetheless, I mean, things like, you know, a compression test kit, uh, seriously, less than 40 bucks. Oil pressure uh, tester kit, less than 20 bucks. I mean, uh, ignition tester, you know, l- less than 10 bucks, less than five bucks in most cases. Very, very inexpensive. For less than $100, you, for less than 50 bucks in some cases, you could probably get outfitted with, with all this uh, diagnostic equipment and, and really be ahead of the game. Now, I'm not telling, saying that, you know, go out and get this stuff if you don't even have a socket set yet. You know, no, th- that, that's not what I'm saying. <laughs> um, obviously, you're going to need a fair amount of tools. Uh, I mean, even, you know, basic hand tools and stuff to start dealing with the issues that you find after diagnosing what's going on with your Jeep with it having a no start condition. So um, that being said, you know, th- these tools may be uh, more practical for you to rent. But at the price that they are, if you're a tool guy like me, definitely worth it. Go out and get yourself some some diagnostic equipment like this and, and never again have to take your Jeep to a shop to figure out why it won't start. Well, in the meantime, if you have anything to add or maybe you have a question for Tech Talk, something that you would like for me to cover, uh, maybe you're stuck, uh, stuck on something in your own build and you just can't figure it out uh, or uh, something that you've always wondered just how it works or, or how to get around it. Uh, by all means, let me know what you're working on, what you're stuck on, what you're thinking about. Uh, head over to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact and send us a message. Uh, you put tech talk in this in the subject field. I'll definitely get that 
and I'll make sure to uh, to get that in an upcoming episode of the Jeep Talk Show. Hi, people. Let's bring this meeting to order. We've got a new member with us. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Uh, uh, hi, everybody. I'm Sid, and I've been sober for 42 days. Hi, uh, this is Sid. Do, do you guys know about the Jeep Talk Show? Oh, come Ooh. on. <laughs> Go have a drink. The Jeep Talk Show. We don't specialize in that kind of recovery. <laughs> I love that. That's perfect. Hey, coming up this week, Thursday, episode 661, Don Morrison of DirtyAcres.com, uh, famous for the Jeep grill inserts. You, uh, they've got several, um, I guess, uh, uh, stock grill inserts with uh, like the American flag, Texas flag. It's a, definitely a Texas-based company. And uh, you can go over there and uh, DirtyAcres.com and uh, look at what they have. But they also do custom grill inserts. And what's really cool is they could put something on the front and something different on the back. And it's so easy to install or reinstall the grill inserts. You could just pop it out, turn it around, and now you got something completely different. Josh, Wendy, you guys know what a grill insert is, right? Yeah, you know, I've I seen it. I can't hear Dirty Acres and, and not think of, you know, <laughs> Dirty Acres is the place to be. Oh, Arnold doing Real some very wrong things yeah, in the bar. Yeah. Me. <laughs> I, they, they should hire me to do a jingle for them. Seriously. They should. I Seriously. It'd be awesome. <laughs> oh, and this is big. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I'm sure you guys are aware, uh, Josh, Wendy, that. Uh, we've been doing interviews or question and answers uh, in the roundtable because we have so many interviews already recorded and scheduled through uh, November uh, that we are, we're trying to bring people on into our roundtable. And this is, uh, we have a Zoom meeting. Uh, Josh usually talks about this every episode where you can come and join the Zoom meeting and get your voice out on the show and uh, enjoy the other folks in the Zoom meeting. Well, we've been bringing people into the Zoom meeting to do a question and answer for the Zoom people. And recording tomorrow, Tuesday, 8 p.m., uh, it'll be a question and answer with Tony Pellegrino of genright.com. Oh, man. How did you get him to agree to two different episodes with us? That's I, amazing. This, seriously. This uh, guy is, is arguably one of the busiest Jeep uh, aftermarket manufacturers uh, on the planet. Genrite is just huge, yeah. very involved in the in the Jeep community. Uh, and I, I know Tony is is definitely a busy guy. So uh, hats off well, to you for pretty busy. Forget this schedule. That uh, Chris is definitely an overachiever working behind the scenes for yeah, us. It's so. not me. It's Chris. I guarantee you. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, when we, uh, if if you've already heard the uh, the interview with uh, with Tony Pellegrino, it was a fun interview. Lots yeah, of great information. Oh, he's a great guy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he was, and he had it. He had. You could tell he had. He really enjoyed himself. Uh, which I always take as a badge of honor because you know you know how I am. Let's <laughs> see if you can enjoy me. That's fine. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's going to be fun. I know it's going to be interesting just because of the interview it's that we've be already a done. Full house too. I'm guessing there's going to be a so. people on this one. So yeah, uh, tell yeah. your tell your friends. Uh, we can support up to 100 people uh, in the Zoom meeting at one time. Frankly, I'd like to hear what it sounds like. <laughs> What my luck? I'm gonna be I'm gonna be uh, caller 101. Yeah, I can't log in. Damn it! So so do you know? You see those things where people say Texas says hello or New Jersey says hello, and you think uh-huh. to yourself, 4.1 million people are all saying hello. That's gonna be deafening. Uh, to me, that's like a hundred people in the Zoom meeting. <laughs> 
the Jeep Talk Show Roundtable says hello. Hello! Anyway, join us Tuesday, uh, 8 p.m. Central Time, and you can be part. Of, it's free, and uh, just subscribe to our newsletter, which, Josh, tell them about our newsletter. Yeah, this is great. We have this thing going on, the Jeep Talk Show newsletter, and we've actually just switched things up sort of behind the scenes to where now it's more uh, efficient and, and a lot more reliable in, the, in how we're sending out that newsletter. We had some issues with uh, some people with Yahoo not getting it. Not anymore. 99% oh, success Yahoo's. rate now. It is awesome. So the newsletter from Jeep Talk Show, uh, it comes from us. Uh, we're not selling your information. None of that. You get one email a week. Uh, lots of great information about what we're doing on the show, what's going on behind the scenes, uh, what we're giving, uh, what we're going to be giving away, and when, so you get the inside information about that. Uh, also, who we're talking to, uh, what's coming up in future episodes, and of course, how to join in on our Tuesday roundtable episodes. You get that that link and the and the special password to join in through the uh, the Zoom room. Uh, become one of the Zoomies, one of the Zoom people, whatever they're calling themselves nowadays. Knights, Knights of the Roundtable. Knights of the Roundtable. Oh, it's awesome. You, so you could be a part, you could yourself could be a Knight of the Roundtable next, the next Tuesday and every Tuesday for that matter. The Jeep Talk Show is recording a Roundtable episode and you can be a part of it. You want to find out how? Go to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact and sign up for that newsletter. You won't be disappointed. You won't regret it. Lots of great stuff. Jeeptalkshow.com slash contact. Sign up for that newsletter, and we'll see you next Tuesday. Did you guys see the uh, the pictures that Chris took of the five by eight Jeep Talk Show flag that was uh, there? Uh, yeah. No, at wait, Jeep no, fans? I haven't seen. I haven't seen that yeah, one yet. Where, where is that on the dis- where? on the Discord server? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's uh, it's part of the uh, the dump, the Toledo Jeep Fest dump oh, of uh, Chris. I, well, I haven't been on like all day today, so it was work and then nothing but Jeep Talk Show. So I'm yeah, I'm. I way didn't see it. Where where was it, Tony? Well, you you got to go check it out, uh, listeners. You got to go check it out. Well, that's all the Jeep Talk Show there is for now, Jeeper. Until our next show, be sure to call our voicemail line and leave us a message, even if it's just some heavy breathing. We promise Tony <laughs> won't reciprocate. And as always, thank you for listening to the world's most downloaded Jeep podcast. Slower, slower. You know what they say, there's a time and place for everything. And it's about time I place my foot in your ass if you don't take the time to place a message on our voicemail line. Oh, we love hearing from our listeners. <laughs> yeah, I did that. Yeah, that kind was of good. A, kind of a, a misdirected puppet move, though, I think. <laughs> or, or Muppet. <laughs> Podcasting since 2010.